Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler here to cheer with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast, where we give you a brief recap of the day's market action based on what we see in the VRA Investing System and, more importantly, what we see looking forward for investors. The first full trading week of the second half of 2019 is underway and features a, numbers, a number of stories this week. First, more trade talks between China and the U.S. are expected to take place by phone this week, and a high-level U.S. trade delegation is off to visit India, proving once again that China is not the only trade deal that the U.S. is working on right now, but that's all you're going to hear in the mainstream media. This is, but this administration is bringing back a true free trade model to the global marketplace. It's an incredible undertaking that this administration has chosen, and people are not talking enough about the hard work that these people are putting in that goes in to all of these deals. But as these deals continue to get done, people will take notice when they are staring at a global bull market, which is what we continue to see coming, especially as more of these types of deals get done. The biggest story of July, though, will likely be the Fed's decision on rates at their meeting at the end of the month. That will be on July 30th and 31st. The markets were beginning to fully expect a 50 basis points cut as baked in. But after Friday's strong jobs report, those hopes are beginning to change in the common marketplace that we see in sentiment. As we see it, This market is heading higher. Yes, a rate cut would help add fuel to the fire, but our long-term views are bullish regardless of the decision this month, and any pullbacks in the short term must continue to be bought. Markets were down slightly on the day as the market processes the uncertainty of the Fed's rate decision, and all eyes will be on the Fed's Jay Powell this week as we are set to hear from them several times. He gives remarks tomorrow at the Fed Reserve Bank of Boston, followed there by two days of congressional testimony discussing the Fed's semi-annual monetary policy report. Market watchers will certainly be tuning in closely to see if Powell hints at which way the Fed will lean at the meeting later this month. Art Laffer, the economist who worked with Reagan on his economic policy advisory board, is known as the godfather of supply-side economics and was recently honored with the Presidential Medal of Freedom earlier this year, was on CNBC this morning. And when he comes on, I love to see his interviews. He was on last week as well. Another very interesting interview today. But I thought this was relevant as we talk about the Fed. He had this to say about the Fed. And I I thought this was incredibly thought-provoking when it comes to the Federal Reserve. So all of those interested uh, in monetary policy in the Federal Reserve, Laffer had this to say, and I quote, I don't understand why the Fed is independent. To be honest, fiscal policy is not independent. Military policy, not independent. Social policy is not. Why should monetary policy, this very powerful tool to control the economy, not be subjected to democracy, just like every other instrument of of the government? It should be controlled by, by the president, by the legislative and executive branches, but it's not. So therefore, you get this back and forth all the time. And think about how much of our mental energy goes into talking about this, waiting for their decisions and their meetings. It seems to be a huge distraction from the things that we really should be focused on. So I think he brings up a great point there about the independence of the Fed and why the system is built this way. The answer, as I'm sure Laffer knows, is that this 
would not be in the best interest of the world's biggest banks, who want to maintain control of the current financial cartel. But that's a podcast for another day. I won't get too into that right now. But I'd rather present you this as something to think about. And I highly recommend Laffer's latest book, Trumponomics. Uh, I started reading it recently. It's an absolutely fascinating read. Kip recommended it to me. Laffer puts his concepts in an easily digestible way. Even for those who may not feel economically savvy, it puts it in terms with great statistics, great studies, uh, all proven stuff that he did under Reagan uh, in in a way that's clear and concise and easy to, to understand. But enough about the Federal Reserve. Let's get on to today's market action. As I mentioned earlier, markets were down across the board today as uncertainty weighs on our markets about the Fed's coming outlook. Uh, our markets are also back to extreme overbought levels, we, but we do continue to hold and add to our positions, the VRA positions, on pullbacks. We see no signs of a reversal today in the VRA investing system. The Dow did finish down 43 points off the lows of the day to 26,806. The Nasdaq down a bigger 0.78% on the day to 8,098, also off of the lows of the day. The S&P 500 down 0.48% to 2,975. As we see it, that 2,950 mark is a big support level that we want to see hold. Should now be supported. It served as resistance in the past. Um, But like I said, we want to see that hold there. And lastly, the Russell 2000, which was our biggest loser on the day, down 0.9% or 1,561 as it closed up. Almost on the lows of the day, just slightly off of those there. Now, we are just entering the third quarter, which means we are also kicking off Q2 earnings season this week. We are starting off slow this week, but we have some big names also reporting. The big story here, though, is that we are now in the share buyback blackout period, which happens before each earnings release. Companies are not allowed to buy back shares during the period before their reports and into a few days after, which means that our markets have been hitting new all-time highs while buybacks were put on ice. That is an incredibly bullish signal to see the buying not coming from corporations, but rather investors. Uh, So seeing these companies come back and continue their share buyback record buying numbers, by the way, in 2019, will be an incredibly bullish fuel to the fire here for for our markets. And we got more evidence of strength in our markets in the internals today. Despite being down for our markets, the internals finished roughly mixed on the day with a big win from stocks hitting new 52-week highs to stocks hitting 52-week lows. But first, advanced declines did come back negative with 3,054 advancing stocks to 5,784 stocks declining. As I said, our bright spot was new highs to new lows, finishing with 319 new highs to just 120 new lows. Lastly, up-down volume came in negative today, but it was a light day of trading overall, as we would expect to see here in the summer months. As Kip said to me earlier today, it's a great week for a vacation for investors. Looking at our, our sectors on the day, the S&P sectors, that is, we did get a mixed bag with five out of the 11 S&P sectors finishing positive, but we continue to see new all-time highs forming. As we have seen it, new all-time highs beget new all-time highs. So a great bullish signal here. We were led by real estate 
followed there by consumer discretionary sector, which was the sector to hit a new all-time high today. New all-time high consumer discretionary there. Rounded off for the positive ones were consumer staples, utilities, and energy. Our laggards on the day were materials, which are our only sector to finish down more than 1%, followed there by communication services, healthcare, industrials, tech, and finally, financials finishing off to start the week lower here. Finally, for this Monday, let's take a quick look at commodities. Silver is our only major precious metal so far up on the day, up 0.31 point, sorry, excuse me, up 0.31% to 1504 an ounce. Copper down a small 0.11% to 265 a pound. And gold, while it started the day above its $1,400 an ounce mark or got there earlier today, it has since dipped now down 0.2% uh, or $2.75 a pound or an ounce at $13.97 an ounce. Oil peaked earlier today before reversing lower, but basically flat now, down 0.05% to $57.48 a barrel. And lastly, Bitcoin up a nice 5.57% or $641 per coin, taking it back above its $12,000 a coin mark for the first time since the end of June. So strong day here for Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast in your inbox. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com slash podcast. Receive these every day at the market close in your inbox. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.